Welcome to Behind the Backline, the podcast where we chat with merchants, brands, and industry professionals in the musical instrument, pro audio, and event technology space about their products, services, industry trends, stories, and more. Join us now as we dig into the stories behind our favorite backline gear. Welcome to Behind the Backline. I'm Matt Jacoby, founder of Octave Media, an inbound marketing agency focused on helping music merchants develop an automated solution to increase website sales. Today, I am speaking with Greg Nataro of SN3 Innovations. Thanks for joining me today, Greg. Yeah, I appreciate it, Matt. Really happy to be here. It's really an honor to be talking with you today, so thanks for having me. Yeah, you bet. Definitely. Um, so I just kind of wanted to get a, uh, give our listeners a little brief intro about who you are and um, what SN3 Innovations does. Absolutely. So yeah, I'm Greg Nataro, like you already said. I'm co-owner of uh, SN3 Innovations. We are a family-owned business. We're located right out of uh, southern New Hampshire in the Northeast. So my father, Scott, my twin brother, Doug, and myself started this company officially. It was uh, back in 2015 with the uh, sole purpose and idea of designing highly unique uh, lighting entertainment products, which are not only completely, you know, badass to use and to witness in action, but also <laughs> to solve on quite a number of issues that are prevalent in the uh, vast array of intelligent lighting effect fixtures that are currently on the market. So we are primarily a company of engineers. So naturally, you'd think that our main goal is to innovate and solve problems. And that's pretty much why we're here. And really, I think we've been extraordinarily successful on that front to date. Very cool. Yeah. Um, so um, when, I, when I, we met at NAM, um, was it that you and your, your dad that were hosting the booth? Uh, yeah, my father and myself were the ones at NAM. Yeah, this year in January. Okay, very cool. Yeah, I didn't get a chance to meet him, but um, and I see you guys were both really busy at the time. So <laughs> yeah, it was it was a good thing. It, yeah, we you know, got a lot of got a lot of visitors, so a lot more than we were expecting. But yeah, it definitely kept us on our feet the whole time. Yeah, very cool. How was the um, uh, overall? Um, acceptance or the uh the response to the the products it was actually to I guess to kind of to summarize is somewhat overwhelming to be honest with you it was really? Really a, a huge amount of response it kind of started off slow the first day then after that it was almost just a uh an inbound of just you know tons and tons of people with lots of interest from coming from different areas so it was really it was a huge success on our part and we couldn't be happier well cool i'm glad i wasn't like uh you know just the the one guy that was like wow these are cool but everyone else was like eh you know at least you had that 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 kind of response all week so no right right yeah no and the funny thing is a lot of people came from so many different backgrounds i mean yours was one of them as well and it was just a lot really interesting to talk with people who had so many different ideas on how to use them and you know what their ideas were yeah definitely um i th i think i showed the um, some of, I remember if I showed the website to somebody, but uh, you know, if we felt like the, the little ones were very, um, applicable to, um, you know, uplighting and it seemed to be very like uh, wedding DJ friendly for, for the most part, but I mean, obviously there's uses for, or more uses for all of them too. Right. Right. Yeah. We got, I mean, we're people talking about using them in casinos, using them in dance floors. I mean, really this, some of the ideas were way out there, but I mean, some people were actually talking about uh, sizing them down for, for drone usage, which was, you know, never even crossed my mind. <laughs> wow. That would be crazy. I mean, yeah. I've seen some, I've seen some drones at night where they're, they were super bright, but yeah, that would be um, quite a, a uh, depending on how you used them, quite a light show from the sky. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. It would be. <laughs> Especially like, um, was it uh, the Super Bowl? Uh, they do the, the sponsor logos with the drones. Um, 
that would be a really cool application. <laughs> yeah, it's funny actually. Back in 2015, when we uh, first introduced some of our prototypes at uh, the NAM show out in Las Vegas, one of the guys who was actually doing the uh, lighting design for the Super Bowl that year wanted to uh, utilize some of our stuff. And at the time, all we had was prototypes, so we obviously couldn't come forth with a solution from that time. But it's funny you should mention that. Oh, very cool. Yeah. yeah. Well, you should, I hope you have his uh, business card. You should go back and say, hey, we're done now. <laughs> oh, yeah. We, we saved that one. You can be <laughs> <laughs> <you> damn sure. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess we kind of got into, you know, uh, a little conversation about what we've already witnessed because we were both at NAM. But um, I guess, you know, for the listeners, uh, can you kind of explain um, what the, uh, the Diamond Series products are? Right. So yeah, the Diamond Series products contains right now two product, two individual products. So our DSFX9, which is our flagship unit, and our WDSFX1. So we'll talk about our DSFX9 first, which is our flagship model. It's a 144 tricolor LED device. It's extremely lightweight. It comes in at just about almost 18 pounds and is extremely power efficient. It, the peak power of that device is about 37 watts, so you can run quite a large number of these fixtures off a typical you know, 15 amp circuit that you have available just about everywhere. And this uh, lighting effect, this is pretty much a lighting effect workhorse to put it lightly. It's the technology we designed into this unit is extremely new to the market and provides users certain capabilities that are just not possible with other intelligent lighting effect fixtures that are available right now. And on top of that, we designed it so it's ridiculously simple to use. So users can take advantage of these capabilities with little to no background in lighting, which I think is extremely helpful, especially nowadays. And our uh, WDSFX1, you can kind of consider that the uh, little sister or brother to our DSFX9. It's a much smaller unit. It has 16 tricolor LEDs and it weighs in at about, say, 2.75 pounds, roughly. And unique to this unit, it's actually battery powered and can operate completely wirelessly by means of a uh, built-in WDMX transceiver. So it offers the same unique technologies and capabilities that our DSFX9 offers, and it's also extremely simple to use. So I'm sure we'll dive into some of the more specifics on this side, so I'll kind of leave it at that for now. Okay, very cool. The other thing I wanted to ask, actually, um, this is kind of on the sheet I got from you guys, but um, I couldn't quite figure it out, and I feel like this would be beneficial to not just me, but everybody, is what would be the difference between the... Um, WDS FX1 and the 4x4. I noticed the light um, layout are different. Yeah, so we offer two different varieties of the WDS FX1. So one is the standard. They both come with uh, 16 tricolor LEDs. Okay. One one uses a uh, has 16 of them around the perimeter of the unit, and the other is uh, has an arrangement of a 4x4 grid of surface mount tricolor LEDs. Other than that, they both operate the same way. It's just really the arrangement of LEDs, whatever you prefer. Got it. And, and like, um, you know, obviously the, the, some of the, the videos and photos I've seen are, looks like they're of the, um, border version, but the four by four, is there really much difference to, um, the actual display or the, the, the light show between the two of them? Yeah, so the actual built-in effects engine for the uh, 4x4 grid will be different. It will still take advantage of the, uh, the grid layout of the LEDs. So really the only difference between the two are the built-in effects that you'll oh, see. Oh, 
Okay, cool. Very cool. Yeah, I guess um, uh, I'd like to, it'd be cool to see the 4x4 in action. I didn't notice if there was a video of that or not on your website. Oh yeah, that'll be coming. So we're definitely in process of coming out with a lot more, you know, marketing videos and everything. So those will be uh, uploaded to our website and on YouTube in the uh, near future. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, I'd love to see those. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, I, uh, you know, I kind of knew a little bit of this before um, from Nam, but uh, overall, how long has um, the product been on the market? So, both products are really fresh to the market this year. So, we introduced prototypes, like I mentioned earlier, back in 2015 at the uh, LDI trade show. And it was very clear to us at the time, based on the overwhelming feedback received, that really the market was pretty much ready for this type of innovation. So we decided it was time to push through the rigorous product development cycle. And that pretty much brings us to where we are today. We're introducing them to the public this year. Very cool. Um, and so um, it sounds like they're not technically or publicly available quite yet. Uh, right now you can buy them just directly through us. We're actually in communications with a number of dealers right now to set up different distribution areas. So until that time comes right now, you can purchase them directly through us and that's it for the time being. Do they have uh, publicly available pricing right now on them? Uh, right now we're just asking people to contact us because we are developing uh, dealer based pricing with uh, the dealers. So we Makes just ask sense. people to, yep, just to reach out to us and we'll help you guys out. Got it. Very cool. Um, so yeah, I guess, you know, you guys have a background in engineering um, and kind of like you tell me, telling me before we uh, started recording was I kind of wanted to see what your, what the story behind your, your professional background translates to the lighting industry. How, how does, how are you inspired to go from one to the other? <laughs> right. So I am an electrical engineer by trade. So I went to school at Rensselaer Polytech quite a number of years ago. And that's really where my interest in lighting kind of took off. So I would say it was, it was really kind of a byproduct at the time I was visiting some of the more popular nightclubs when I was going to uh, do undergraduate and graduate school in the Northeast area that attracted mm -hmm. me to some of the more lighting equipment that was out there. So I was always drawn to the lighting units that were installed in these clubs. And over time I began, you know, picking them apart from an operational point of view and being an electrical engineer, it's kind of somewhat second nature, if you want to say it that way. <laughs> yeah. So now some of these clubs, they, uh, for very special events, they kind of, they hired, you know, lighting designers, you know, video jockeys, whatever you want to call them, who would come in and would manually control the lighting in real time as these DJs performed to really optimize the performance but for the majority of the time, these clubs mostly had their lighting fixtures operating in sound active modes autonomously. And really that kind of, I witnessed this over the years. And after understanding how these uh, units operate, it really was kind of left underwhelmed. So a lot of the um, sound active modes that you would see in clubs, they were really, they were really under underwhelming into the point where, you know, a lot of the, uh, a lot of the built-in effects would just kind of be running. They'd be going through their chases. And they wouldn't even be going to the beat of the music. They wouldn't change in real time. Sometimes they'd be running even with uh, no music being played. It would really kind of just be like the effects would be running. It would kind of just start and stop whether or not there was audio in presence or not. And it was really, it was really kind of disappointing to me personally. And I realized that I could really make an improvement on this type of technology. And the types of lights that were out there were really that what I was witnessing were really some of the high-end ones. They were the more expensive ones that are available on the market. These weren't your cheap, you know, Chinese knockoffs that you mm -hmm. see floating around. And even though they were the, some of the best of the best was out there at the time, some of the performance of these lights, especially when they were running automatically, was just very, 
kind of piss poor to put it lightly. <laughs> so I really thought, you know, especially as my, uh, my uh, background in engineering progressed, I really figured I could improve these significantly. So that's really where the, um, so the inspiration behind developing these products took off from. And honestly, I thought I was one of the few people who noticed that sound activated modes were never on target with the music. <laughs> yeah, they're not. It's really, it's, it's it is. Way, unfortunately, I think most of the uh, suppliers now, they use the same type of, uh, sorry, same type of uh, idea or implementation of how they do sound active mode. It's really, they have these built-in effects that if there's audio presence, they'll kind of just kick off these chases and they'll run. If there's no sound present, they'll stop. And then it'll start again. It's really, it doesn't really change in real time. It doesn't really give you a real feel that these are kind of lights going into the music. It's really kind of just kind of half-assed to be honest with you. No, I, I completely agree with you. Um, I think I told you my brother is in the DJ area and he's, he loves his lights. He loves, you know, anything, the more expensive, the better to him. But I always felt like, you know, even for weddings or anything really small and nightclubs, of course, too, that it just was not like, oh, this is going, but it doesn't feel like it's actually going. So, <laughs> Right, right. No, exactly. Yeah. We, we specifically uh, built a, we invented a new way of uh, improving this. So both of our products that we have right now, you, there's actually a uh, trigger function that you can utilize where you can actually send a trigger directly over DMX that can be used to automatically sync the internal effects of our units to an audio source. And this way you completely avoid any potential background audio noise problems and the effects will immediately sync up with your music. And the effects are written in such a way, and when I say written, I mean the internal effects engine. So whenever it receives a particular trigger, the effect will actually alter in real time. It won't just start and stop. It'll specifically alter, it'll change direction, it'll change colors. It'll really give you the feel that you kind of have a pre-programmed light show when in fact you're just kind of running in real time. That is really cool. And I've noticed that like the patterns change or similarly where you said the other lights will have, you know, maybe just like a microphone and just listening for the sound to set off predetermined chases. But um, yours, the difference you could tell is that it was actually following the beat pattern, even if it was changing patterns, which is really, you know, like I said, it, you could tell that the moment you walked up to your booth. So that was really impressive. Well, thank you. Now I appreciate it. Yeah, definitely. So, um, and I think you probably covered my next question as to what problem in the market does this does this solve or address? And that is true true sound act activated lights, which is really cool. So yes, yeah. So that was that's definitely one of the big areas. Now there was definitely others that we've identified over the years, and this is related to uh, DMX control and master slave operation. So. For all your users out there who are, may not be familiar with, or all your listeners out there might not be familiar with this, DMX 512 is the standard protocol that's most widely used in lighting nowadays. There's much more advanced protocols out there like you have DMX RDM, you have ArtNet, Streaming ACN, ClingNet, just to name a few, which are being supported you know, more and more frequently in new products, but the vast majority of users still rely primarily just on DMX. Now, when you use DMX with fixtures, there's a whole rigmarole of setup that's required before you can even start to use them. So it's really three main steps you have to do. You have to not only select a DMX personality on each unit that you're using, you have to assign a DMX address in addition to that. And then you also have to worry about terminating the DMX signal at the end point of your chain furthest from your transmitter. Now, these, are, these steps can be quite the pain in the butt for most people, as you can imagine. Mm -hmm. 
And uh, <laughs> once this is all done, you know, assuming everything is set up properly and everything works, you're basically forced now to control all your lights manually through DMX. So if you ever wanted to run, say, like a master-slave type of operation, then you're stuck with having to go to every single one of your fixtures again, changing the settings, configuring it to a master-slave mode. But then once you do that, you relinquish all DMX control. So you don't have, when you're running your lights in master-slave, you have absolutely no DMX control at your fingertips whatsoever. You just can't do it. So our products, on the other hand, we designed them specifically to address every single one of these issues in addition to the... Uh, the audio trigger thing, thing that we were just talking about. So with our units, you have both master-slave operation and DMX control simultaneously. So this is something that is physically impossible with the equipment that's on the market today. So you, in addition to this, you don't have to set a single DMX address in our units. You can still address each unit independently when they're wired together. You never have to select a DMX personality. You never have to worry about terminating the DMX signal. So really right out of the box, you connect these units together and you're off to the races. You never have to do any type of manual configuration of any kind. And you can control each light independently and you can also uh, set, assign them to run in a master-slave configuration right from your uh, controller. So it's really, it's kind of eliminates every single bit of guesswork that's required with all the type of products that are on the market today. And can you imagine, you know, if this, uh, the way you have guys have that set up where have you ever thought about licensing that to other dealers and vendors to improve lighting? Yeah, people are actually uh, talking to us about offering like an OEM type of uh, solution where this type of uh, technology can be offered and they can build it into their product. So that's something we're definitely considering down the road. Yeah, you guys could uh, really have a second avenue there. I mean, of course, you, you love your own products as, as well, but, um, you know, with so many other th types of fixtures on the market that you, you may not be able to create them all yourself, you know, you can almost just still kind of get a piece of the pie that way too. It'd be great. No, I agree with you. Cause I mean, a lot of the products seen in the market now, I mean, they, they use some of the highest, highest end uh, LED technologies that are available. And they're, I mean, they're beautiful LEDs. They can do a heck of a lot, but just the, the control behind them is just some things that we're just weren't quite happy with. So if they can kind of incorporate some of this new technology, I think would be great. And that's a really good recommendation. So yeah, yeah thanks, thanks for that. Yeah. So, um, the one thing I kind of felt like I wanted to ask about was I've I come from a slightly different background, more, I guess, well, programming and networking computer wise, not so much engineering, but, um, is, uh, the, the assignable part of, of DMX, is that kind of like, um, like a router where it assigns addresses on a network? Yeah. So it's really, so when you think about traditionally how DMX works, you're basically sending out a DMX signal and every single unit you have wired together receives the same data. So the only way you can distinguish between one, between one device and another is the address. So let's okay. say, so one DMX universe contains 512 channels of information. So you have to address each individual unit on your link be to, uh, given a value between one and 512. Okay. So you basically have to tell each individual unit what, what data do I do does this does this specifically need to look at that it's receiving and ignore the rest got it now that makes sense that feels very much like um, a computer networking or like light light networking will call it. <laughs> no right right it's very yeah. very very similar okay but we, yeah we, now we take a different approach to this where each unit on the chain actually receives the data and potentially modifies it before transmitting it out to the next unit that's how we're able to achieve all of this advanced uh, functionality got it so it kind of 
get kind of takes it, makes it his own, and then passes it on again. Yep, you got it. That's kind of cool. It's like a game of telephone. Yeah, pretty much. That's pretty much that's a good way to put it. Yeah. There, that, I just made it easy for everybody listening. This is yeah, right. <laughs> so we could just summarize the last ten minutes and this. Yeah, it's a it's like a game of telephone. <laughs> Perfect. Right. So um, you know the fact that it's so easy to set up and it kind of you know it takes all of this pain out of it for everyone. So who who is this best for, or who is this product for? So the products are intended, I mean, they're intended for both permanent installations, like you have your clubs, casinos, you know, even cruise ships and like other venues as well. But you also have temporary applications like for weddings, those kind of events, trade shows, you know, bands and those kind of things where, you know, a lot of traveling DJs would use this kind of equipment. And especially for traveling DJs where time is of the essence, they want to kind of just get to a venue. They want to set up quick and just have things working immediately. You really don't have time to be debugging you know, DMX addressing, you know, all that kind of stuff. You just want to kind of set things up and have it work immediately because you just don't have the time to be doing everything else. And that's really where some of the uh, technology we built into this can help out. I agree. Um, I, uh, back in January, I helped my brother with one of his um, events and I was put in charge of lighting and it took me all night to figure out what I was doing with the DMS controller. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Ridiculous. Yeah. If it's not, if it's not something you've been working with, you know, your whole life or the past number of years, you just, you just don't know how it's going to work. And if you run into a problem, it could take you hours and hours until you finally figure out what's going on. And and to be honest with you, most DJs, they just, they don't want to deal with DMX. They want to just hook up their lights and they want it to work. It's really, you talk to some of these guys at the trade shows, a lot of these people, you know, experienced, experienced lighting designers who do a lot of programming for a living. But the, unfortunately, the vast majority of users out there just don't want anything to do with it. They just want to plug their lights in and they want it to work. I agree. I, I'm like, I love the light show, but I didn't never really, you know, aside from maybe using faders on park hands and flipping a switch for on and off, I never really got into um, you know, creating sequences and chases and DMXing too much. And when I was like, really, how is this not user friendly? I mean, I figured as a tech guy, I would have some knowledge, but I was completely like starting from scratch. It was, it was really embarrassing. <laughs> no, no, it's right. I mean, it's just a whole every, and every type of new software package you want to use is a whole new graphical user interface. You got to figure out and learn. Is always a steep learning curve with all these things. And especially if you want to start, you know, programming your individual chases and everything, it's, it's, I mean, it's massively time consuming. It is. I understand why people have like job security in that realm right now. Cause wow, oh, it, right. was, it was just crazy. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. So our goal here was just basically just give you something that looks like you have a, a pre-programmed light show out of the box. Yeah, no, that's, it's, Amazing. And I, I look forward to being able to use these someday in a real world application. It's just like, oh, they just work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, right. right. <laughs> um, so, so since um, conception, like how long has this product been in development uh, or when did it be, kind of come up as a new idea? So uh, the preliminary design stage, I'd say started back in uh, 2014 when we formalized pretty much the basic concepts of the idea when early prototypes are ready for the LDI show, which we just spoke about back in 2015. And that was the same year we officially started uh, SN3 Innovations. And since then it took, you know, additional few years to further enhance the ideas and to conceptualize an actual product line. 
and taking into consideration all the feedback we received through, you know, beta testing and all the, all the feedback we received from that. And that's basically brought us to where we are now after getting through the whole development cycle. Very cool. Well, yeah, that, that, uh, that's not, I mean, for, I mean, you guys had the technical experience already, but 2014 does not feel like a very long time for something this intricate and this detailed. No, I mean, it's luckily, you know, with the engineering backgrounds that we have it was once, you know, once we developed the concepts and the idea, kind of drawing it out on paper, actually implementing it in the electronic design and the actual firmware and all that stuff was relatively, I wouldn't say straightforward. There were definitely a lot of challenges, but because of our backgrounds, it definitely helped speed up the process. Yeah, I could, as someone someone like me, it would take me, I would say, four decades versus four years. <laughs> <to figure. laughs> Sounds like the amount of time it would take to program a light show. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. I, I'm, I, and I, for everybody listening, on behalf of everyone, I say thank you for fixing our four years of lighting programming. <laughs> <laughs> and it would take me, take me that long, too, so you're not alone. <laughs> They're impressive, but they're hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> um, but yeah, I guess, uh, you know, just kind of on a wrap up, um, you, is there anything else you, you feel like you might want to share in, in regards to um, the people listening as to what your product is capable of? Or uh, Like, so to really kind of sum it up, it's, you have, you know, we have two, our two products, our DSFX9 and our WDSFX1. They both can be controlled with any DMX controller that's on the market right now. You never have to set a DMX address. You never have to pick a personality. You don't have to worry about terminating the line. You have all the control at your fingertips that you'd ever imagine. And on top of that, you have this special audio trigger capability where you can synchronize the effects of our units directly to your audio source. And you never have to worry about background noise or anything of the sort. So it's really, we, we made this thing as simple as possible to use and offer all the control capabilities that you could possibly dream about. And if you don't feel like controlling anything at all, you just use the internal effects and everything else with inside the, uh, the units and it looks like you actually programmed everything yourself. It's, it's really that cool. So I'd really advise people just to take a peek at our, uh, at our product offerings. And if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me at any time. And I'm more than happy to talk. Cool. Yeah. Um, well, I will, uh, will um, probably post the video I took with my phone of your booth with the show notes for this episode, um, just so people can see it when they listen. Um, but uh, I, yeah, I appreciate you joining me today. This has been great. Um, I wanted to see if you wanted to uh, let, your, let uh, everyone know where they can find you online. No, absolutely. Let me say, I really appreciate you having me on here, Matt. It's been, it's been a pleasure. And you and I will stay in contact, so we'll definitely stay in touch. And for uh, yeah, your, your uh, listeners, you can find us on uh, the web. Our website is www.sn3innovations.com. Our product information is right on our website. Yeah, we're in the process of creating a lot more video footage, so keep a lookout. And you can also find us on YouTube and Facebook, and links are provided on our website along with all of our contact information. So everything can be found there. Awesome. Well, I will definitely um, include a link to the website and potentially the YouTube and um, some other places um, in the show notes for this as well. But yeah, thanks again. And thank you for listening to Behind the Backline brought to you by Active Media. You can find Active Media at active.media. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast in iTunes to learn about more great products. Leave a review to let us know what you thought of this episode. And we encourage you to share us with your friends and colleagues via social media. We'll see you next time. Take care. Thank you.